Hey everyone, I'm Dominique. And I'm Heidi. Welcome to More Grats. We're glad you decided to waste some time with us. Hey, we want to say thank you to Davia. She messaged us and told us how much she's enjoying the episodes and that now she's, she was binge listening and now she's sad because she's got to wait another week for the new release. <laughs> hey, we can only get one a week out. And yeah, and that's a struggle. It's a real struggle. <laughs> yes, it is. But no, I just want a quick little story on Davia. So it's so cool doing this because we've heard from people that we haven't talked to for a long time and anyway Davey and I were really good friends in middle school um and but I haven't talked to her in decades and of course with social media you can keep up with people and and all that but one of my fondest memories is we were in seventh grade and it was when the girls were doing that two-tone eyeshadow like you know half your eyelid one color and Mm -hmm. half the other not top and bottom but inside and outside right right. Uh uh-huh and um her makeup was always flawless and she was so beautiful and I stayed the night with her and she did my makeup like that and it was just like I just thought she was the coolest person oh yeah in the world so now y'all know how old we are we're wearing shimmery eyeshadow yeah half pink half blue (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's a good memory, so though. So anyway, it just, it just, it was really cool to hear from her yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Davia, for listening. Yeah. All right. Well, I ran into mom and dad in the store today. Yeah. And first of all, dad thinks we're brilliant. For the, He was talking about Morgrats, and he thinks we're brilliant. And if that's the only reason to keep this going, yeah. that's worth it, we'll right? We'll do it for dad. We'll yep. do hey, it for let dad. him go right. out just having great thoughts about us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but mom... Looked, watched our teaser or saw our teaser on social media yeah and she says you guys I'm really nervous about this episode <laughs> good I know you said you should be I said what getting hit by trains is okay but like getting things stuck somewhere in your body is it she goes well yeah you know <laughs> she afraid we're gonna talk about her yeah really I'm telling that one story remember mom <laughs> She's probably sweating. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's... <laughs> I, poor mom and dad. <laughs> I know, poor mom and dad. Dad loves it all. Dad loves it all. He doesn't care, but yeah. mom's mom's nervous about this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> all right, well, before we start, we want to remind you we are talking about death. If you are easily offended by rude humor or foul language or are particularly sensitive to discussions about death, you may want to pass on this podcast. We are wildly inappropriate at times, but especially this episode. (laughs) But that comes directly from growing up in a funeral home. The way we insulate ourselves is by humor. And for us, it's a lot better to laugh even when you feel like crying. So Heidi, we had a pretty heavy episode last week with the child victims and all. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm really glad this episode's a little more lighthearted. Yeah. I don't even know how to begin this episode. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Well, first we should let everyone know that we don't like it when people get hurt. I I don't think anyone likes that. But when you know people are not seriously injured... Sometimes it can be funny. Right, right. Do you watch kids getting hurt on Instagram? No. (laughs) It's kind of hard to watch because it's just like it sounds. Kids get hurt. They get run over by big dogs. They fall off swings. It's that kind of stuff. That sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually really funny. But the parents always post saying, they post the video of their kid getting hurt. And then they say, oh, he's okay. Or she's all right. You know, they're fine. Um, So you don't feel guilty about watching it because you know that they're not hurt but do you remember when I fractured my ankle in Cabo that one year yes See, it was funny hilarious it was really funny 
And also, when we had our 4th of July annual softball game and Dad did a head first slide into first base and he tore his hamstring. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Not that he got hurt, but it was really funny to watch, you know, watching it. Yep. It was really funny. Yep, I get it. Yeah. So, but we want to make it clear that while we aren't happy the people in this episode got hurt, we're still going to laugh. I, it's because how they got hurt. Right, right. Do I dare say they had it coming? I mean, what do you expect is going to happen when you stick something somewhere it's not supposed to go? So there you have it. Today, our death story is about people who inserted objects into their bodies, resulting in a trip to the emergency room or even death. And our funeral home story tells of, well, it's a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is just inappropriate on lots of levels. So if you are squeamish, prudish, or otherwise uptight, please sit this one out. As always, listener discretion is advised. That said, welcome to episode 34. You put what? Where? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so people have different motives for inserting foreign objects into their bodies. Some people do it as a a form of self-harm. Sometimes this behavior is a manifestation of certain mental illnesses and others do it to conceal drugs or weapons. But we're going to focus on people who stuck things up their booties for sexual gratification. Most people who end up going to the emergency room are between 20 and 40 years old and males are much more likely to end up with stuff up their butts than females. However, people of all ages, all races, all religions, and all sexualities do it. For the vast majority, things come out okay. (laughs) At best, a doctor simply removes the object and sends the patient home. When the situation is a little more serious, say the object is stuck and the patient needs surgery, the prognosis is still pretty good, even if there is some internal bleeding. Usually, things down there heal up and with antibiotics, the patient can be expected to go on with their freaky lives. But on rare occasions, people die. Death can happen when an object pierces or lacerates the colon and the person doesn't get help right away. Bacteria from the colon leaks into the body and causes infection, which can kill if not treated quickly. Often people will avoid seeking medical attention out of embarrassment. You know what? I had to go to the doctor once because I thought my butt was broken, but my doctor said all butts have cracks in them. (laughs) Oh, God. Sorry, I had to slide that in. (laughs) So what are people putting up their bungholes these days? Let's talk about it. Of course, there are the sex toys, dildos, vibrators, anal beads, you know, the regular stuff you have in your nightstand. In one case, a man went on a little vacation and when he came home, he took himself straight to the ER. Turns out he had a love egg stuck up his hiney. It had been up there for three days and though he tried to joke about waiting for the batteries to run out, his brave facade crumbled and he started weeping to the doctor saying the constant vibrating was driving him crazy. (laughs) (laughs) then there was the man who was just trying to relieve himself he had been in a remote area of his property when the urge hit to poop the man held onto a thin branch as he squatted but the branch snapped there just happened to be a glass bottle right under him and he landed forcefully on the said glass bottle causing it to get firmly lodged in his bottom it was a complete accident he said whatever we're We're not not fucking fucking judging judging. (laughs) well here's a bright idea someone thought a light bulb was just the perfect thing to turn them on but 
the bulb became stuck and the person could not remove it on their own. Sheepishly, they went to the hospital for assistance. However, upon removal, the light bulb shattered. Picking poopy glass out of someone's ass does not sound like a fun time. (laughs) Well, one time, a guy showed up at the hospital with suspected peritonitis, which is an inflammation of the bowel. When doctors looked at the x-ray, they saw something odd. That something, the man admitted, was a live eel. Doctors determined the pain he felt was caused by the eel biting his intestines. Oh my god. When asked why there was a fish up his ass, he said he put it there to help with constipation. Another likely story. Mm -hmm. And vegetables aren't just for eating, you know. There have been documented cases of eggplants and yams being used for pleasure. The list goes on. We found images of deodorant cans, concrete mix, even a Buzz Lightyear toy, all stuck in people's butts. Seems like just about anything will work when the mood hits you. Oh, okay, so ever since we decided we were gonna do this episode, I have had the song Boogie in Your Butt by Eddie Murphy in my head. Do you remember that? Do you remember Eddie Murphy? Yeah, okay, yeah. Eddie Murphy, a funny the, actor. Yeah. He had yeah. a very, very short career as a musician. Yeah, in the in the 80s. And he had that song, Boogie in Your Butt. Oh my God. Sing it. Put a tin can in your butt. Put a little tiny man in your butt. <laughs> boogie in your butt, butt. Boogie in your butt, butt. Boogie in your butt. <laughs> Why would he choose that? I don't know. Because he's a comedian. It's funny. So guys... Do yourself a favor and go listen to Boogie in Your Butt by Eddie Murphy. It's hilarious. <laughs> Step aside, my friends. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, those are all kind of funny because the only real injury those people suffered was to their pride. But this last one is tragic and resulted in the death of a man named Kenneth Pinion, otherwise known as Mr. Hands. Back in the mid-2000s, a video circulated around the internet. It was titled Mr. Hands or Two Guys, One Horse, and it ended up being one of the web's first viral reaction videos. Did you see the video? No. No. Good. I got tricked into seeing it. Yeah, I think you told me about it, and I said I was going to watch it, and you warned me not to, so I did not see it. You minded me? I did. (laughs) Well, you're so much older. Well, good. It, no, it's not a good video. But well, so what happened was that there's this place called Enumclaw, Washington, and to most you know, to most people, this place just looked like a farm. But to a group of zoophiles, it was a fornication factory. A zoophile is a person who is sexually attracted to animals. Apparently, Washington had quite a community of zoophiles, or zoos, as they are called. The award-winning 2007 documentary Zoo covers this community and the death of Kenneth Pinion. Anyway, at the time of the movie, um, the zoos would freely give interviews to the filmmakers because technically they weren't doing anything wrong. Bestiality was completely legal in the state of Washington, so no laws were being broken at all. Good old Washington. <laughs> in an article for Vice.com, Zach Zokel wrote or spoke of one of the writers of the film Zoo. The writer said they looked for communities of zoophiles in other states but didn't find any. Now, that's not to say zoos live exclusively in Washington. The writer stated that what made this community in Washington different was that they had a really good organizer. This organizer was a man named James Michael Taint. I mean, Tate. <laughs> <laughs> Tate. 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm just so <laughs> Sorry, James Michael Tate. <laughs> And he lived next door to the fun farm. Yeah, well, I saw the film and it was really good. In fact, I watched it with your daughter for one of our movie nights. If I remember correctly, James Michael Tate worked on the farm. And when the owners were out of town, that's when he got his kinky group together for some animal romance. Things couldn't be better for this group of zoos. And they carried on quite happily with this arrangement. It should be noted that these people, all men, were not breaking the law and did not want to be seen as lawbreakers. And they didn't penetrate the animals. The animals penetrated them. As far as these guys were concerned, they were just doing their thing, like swingers or people in BDSM clubs. Perhaps it seemed weird to others, but hey, people do weird things. But their animal-screwing utopia began to implode on the night of July 2nd, 2005. On that night, James Michael Tate Kenneth Pinion and another man who was not identified geared up for their their usual night of horse fucking. They snuck into a barn and haltered up their favorite stallion, lovingly called Big Dick. (laughs) Tate had first dibs and the stallion anally penetrated him while the other men filmed the encounter. When Tate was finished, Pinion went in for sloppy seconds. Big Dick didn't seem to mind the partner switch and was raring to go. (laughs) horses are powerful animals it's not like mr hands could tell the stallion to to be gentle or go slow big dick did what his instincts told him and with a mighty thrust the horse buried his enormous penis into kenneth pinion's ass this act perforated pinion's colon it's unclear what happened right after that or how much time passed before Mr. Hands went to the hospital, but sometime on that night, someone dropped him off at Enumclaw Community Hospital and then sped away. Pinion was wheeled into the hospital by medical staff, but by the time they got him on the examination table, he was dead. Kenneth Pinion's cause of death was determined to be acute peritonitis due to perforation of the colon. The death was ruled accidental. Through the investigation, law enforcement uncovered the ring of zoo files in Washington legislature passed a law making bestiality a class C felony punishable by up to five years in prison and a $10,000 fine. For his part, James Michael Tate could only be found guilty of trespassing since that was the only law he broke at the time of the incident. Authorities looked into animal cruelty charges but found no evidence that any animals had been abused or harmed. According to Zach Sokol's article, the whole community of Washington State zoophiles moved to other states where bestiality is still legal. (laughs) Okay, first of all, why is it legal? But I mean, why would you have a law against it? Yeah, you would think you wouldn't need to have a law against that. Right, right. But, oh, Pappy, we're moving on to parts unknown where we can still (laughs) fuck horses. my friends <laughs> got no freedoms here in washington anymore <laughs> oh my god okay well are you ready for our funeral home story you know i am all right <laughs> okay the undertaker's son crept downstairs and peered first into the living room then the dining room and finally the kitchen good they're all gone Even though he was alone, he tiptoed to the fridge. The undertaker's son grabbed the largest carrot he could find, then left through the back door. He couldn't wait to get to the barn. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Chris, Chris, we're just kidding. (laughs) 
Well, okay. You, you guys know that we mentioned this last week. We like to have some consistency between our death story and funeral home stories. Well, we, for obvious reasons, we have nothing to link these two stories together. <laughs> for obvious reasons. Nothing we want to share publicly. Anyway. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we came up with something really special for you guys. The idea came to us when we were talking to a friend. He swears this actually happened to someone he knew, but we've since heard it might be an urban legend. Well, we didn't know what to do with this information, so we did what any normal people would do and wrote a poem about it. Yeah, we're poets, remember? So anyway, enjoy. We sure did. (laughs) Okay, ready. Crying and distraught was Pam, for Fred had gone and dumped her. He'd said she was the only one, just so he could hump her. What a scoundrel, a vile little man, she told herself again. I'm done with love, said poor little Pam, and she swore off men. Yet hungry yearning came in surges that she couldn't control, and though she tried to curb the urges, celibacy took its toll. Oh, I must have sex tonight, or I may as well be dead. Pam picked up the phone, then said, Yeah, right. Like, I'm gonna call that Fred. I'll waste no time on him, she screamed, though her longing only grew. If she didn't get off soon, it seemed, her privates would turn blue. So down to the corner market strolled Pam to find the perfect tool, and soon she spotted a flawless yam. It was the crown jewel. She bought it rather hastily and ran back to her room. The yam would do quite tastily and take her to the moon. Take that, Fred, you evil cad, Pam shrieked in ecstasy. See, I don't need any lad when I have this yam in me. Satisfy and glowing, Pam lay back upon her bed. She was intent on showing that she didn't need that Fred. A day or two had come and gone. Pam sniffed the air around her. A dreadful odor near her lawn started to confound her. So to the doctor, Pam did travel for answers to her query. Her life had begun to unravel and things down there were scary. My dear, you have a yam. A yam? A yam, yes, in your clam. A yam? A yam. In my clam? In your clam. Oh, Pam said. Oh, damn. How can that be? Poor Pam pouted, looked at her feet and frowned. There, there, my dear, be glad it sprouted in that fertile ground. What shall I do? Pam asked the doc, twisting her finger ring. There, there, my dear, repeated the doc. I'm sure you'll think of something. When she got home, Pam answered the phone, for somebody was calling. Lo and behold, it's Fred, she moaned, and man, was he ever bawling. Oh, Pam, oh, Pam, my darling one, can you ever forgive me? My carousing days are finally done. You fill my heart with glee. Let me take you out to dinner to show how much I care. I will prove that I'm a winner. Take a chance on me if you dare. Pam thought and thought, and an idea struck, totally from out of the blue. Dear Fred, she said, it's just your luck. I'm completely sold on you. But let me fix you dinner tonight. Please, let's not go out. I've got a meal that's out of sight. It's bound to knock you out. Oh, darling one, Fred cried with joy. I'll be over in a minute. Thank you for this second chance. My love for you is infinite. What will you make us, oh, sweet Pam? I'm sure it will be delicious. I've got a special surprise for you, Pam said, her voice malicious. Pam hung up the phone and got to work 
wheels turning in her head. Oh, that Fred, he's such a jerk. Ha ha, what he will be fed. Pam plucked her sprouting bounty and set it on to stew. The tension, it was mounting as Fred walked into the room. He took a deep breath through his nose and sighed a pleasured sigh. Suddenly, Pam's hopes rose. Fred was a hungry guy. Is it seafood? Fred asked excitedly. You know what a fan I am. The girl stirred the pot quite mightily. Something like that, said Sam. She said Pam. She ladled up a bowl of stew and served it to waiting Fred. He ate and ate bowl one, bowl two, with salad and French bread. How do you like it, Fred? asked Pam. He nodded and gave thumbs up. And Pam thought about her sprouting ram. Yam started to crack up. Basking in triumphant glow, she watched that creep of a man shovel in her specialty, yam clam stew, a la scored, scorned Pam. <laughs> it's hard to get through. It, it is hard to get through. It. I'm sorry I screwed up. Well, it's like Sam, you're a regular old Dr. Seuss is what you are. Yes. Oh my gosh. Sorry, but you get the gist. <laughs> Is so freaking funny. Do you think any uh, awards are in our future? Oh, uh, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm thinking we ought to do that on YouTube live yeah. <laughs> after we practice a little more. <laughs> We're so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so funny. But I think you're hilarious. Well, I think you're hilarious too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Remember, be kind. Any day above ground is a good one. And finally, keep, keep on breathing. breathing.